is Zen Parenting Radio. My name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. And welcome back for our next installment of the show. Oh, oh boy. Um, we're we're gonna, getting off to that kind of start. We're going to have some re- revelations you had because you did a women's workshop this weekend. I did. And um, it gave you some good ideas on how to talk to folks that you talk to. Well, yes. <laughs> Interestingly, yes, it did. But really what I wanted to focus on was the a comment that comes up quite a bit, not just in this workshop, but in a lot of the workshops that I do mm-hmm. where, you know, what are the things you and I talk about the most with kids? Like, what does your shirt say? You're wearing a Zen Parenting Radio shirt. And what does it say? A very comfortable Zen Parenting Radio shirt. And very stylish. Very stylish. Um, and it what says, does it say? I listen. I listen, right? So we say that all the time to parents. We'll say, listen to your kids, validate your kids, normalize what they're saying, hear them. You know, we go on and on with that and the importance. And what I usually hear back from parents uh, in workshops um, and every time we discuss these things is, yeah, I'm going to listen, but at some point you got to just lay the hammer down. And at some point you got to have a boundary. And at some point you got to say no. And I always get really flustered because in listening to your child, that doesn't mean you don't say no. Right. And listening to your child doesn't mean you don't set boundaries. And listening to your child doesn't mean that you don't at sometimes say enough. Do you think that you're saying in this workshop that you're not communicating effectively? Or do you think some of the people in the workshop have preconceived notions of what you mean before they actually hear what you have to say? I think it's a little of both. I think one of the things I'm searching for is how to speak to this and talk about listening and validating without people assuming that means that you're not being a parent and enforcing consequences or setting those boundaries. Um, I have to find a way. I I think my assumption is that people understand that. And I think sometimes when you're bringing new language into the parenting you know, world, you know, and not that listening is a new um, idea, but I think people think it's one or the other. Either you're fear inducing and you're in control and you are saying no, or you're listening and even might see how my language is. You're listening, you're validating. And I think some parents roll their eyes at that. Well, and I think I know just from friends who have different styles of parenting and they still spank their kids and all that. Right. And they hear I do a show called Zen Parenting, and they just think that that means I let our daughters do whatever they want, whenever exactly. they want. Exactly. Thank, thank you. That is what I – the point I want to get to is is even though I don't even know what language I would use to describe our parenting, um, I am sometimes – Very zen. But I'm sometimes strict. Mm-hmm. I'm – you know, we're sometimes funny. We're sometimes lighthearted. Sometimes we're a lot more serious. Sometimes we're very bottom line. Like we're all over the place. And and I mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in we're disorganized. I mean that you've got to be human mm-hmm. with your children. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times when people come to a workshop or I'm doing coaching or whatever, or if I'm being asked a question, they want an answer like, what do I do now? Okay, that's what I do. Versus, I really can't teach you how to do everything in every specific circumstance. Right. What I can help with and what I feel very comfortable helping with is having teaching parents and having them understand that they have to have self-awareness and be conscious of what they're bringing to the relationship with their children. What is your role in the situation? What is your role? Where are you? Are you present in that moment with them? Are you on autopilot? Are you in a hurry because you're worried about what someone thinks about you and you're taking it out on your child because they're having a hard time putting on their shoe? Are you, like the other day, you and I were walking into uh, Egg Harbor down here, which is one of our favorite restaurants in town, and... There was a uh, mom in front of us who walked in with her daughter, and the daughter was having a hard time getting on her shoe. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, big deal, right? I didn't think anything of it. And the mom was like, get your shoe on right now. how old was this kid? She was like four. Mm -hmm. Get your shoe on. What are you doing? Get your shoe. Was so angry with her. I have to admit, I wasn't there five minutes before, so I don't know what happened. It's possible there may be some warranted um, reasons why this mom was so frustrated, but let's just assume for a second that that mom was actually frustrated about something that happened at work yesterday. Yeah, or it something just that, seemed... Yes, it didn't connect. It didn't connect. Right. I and mean, we the, don't know for sure, but my guess is, like you said, this mom's got to chill and, you know, what's the big to do. And that's the pieces, the self-awareness pieces. If you can step back from that and not feel like her shoe isn't on, that means she's this. That means people will think this. That means she's not listening to me. That's that means she doesn't respect me. If you can step back from all of that blah 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 in your head mm-hmm. that tells you all these negative things, your daughter's getting her it wasn't like she was whipping her shoe around or taking off. She was trying to still get it on. It was like stuck. You know, that mom probably watched the ten o'clock news the night before and and was, was scared. Was full of negativity, or was like worried that someone in the restaurant was going to say she needs to get her shoe on, which would never happen. Or in a lot of parents, um, you know, whenever anybody else is watching, they parent very differently because they want to make sure that everybody knows that they're, they're in, in control. control. Yeah. Um, this is off subject, but last night um, I told Cameron that she needed to read before we watched the Brady Bunch. Right. And I didn't know that you. I didn't know if you were overhearing our conversation, but she's like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, sorry, kid. That's the way it is. We're going to read before Brady Bunch instead of after Brady Bunch. And she walked in here, (laughs) which doesn't happen that often, but she walked in here and asked you the exact same question without saying, Daddy said this or whatever. And your question, I I mean, I was listening to it. Because she asked you, and you're like, "Well, what did your dad say?" Right. And you said, "And you said basically, of course, I'm not going to disagree with your dad." Blah blah blah. And I think kids are not that Cameron is manipulative, bad, but you know, she wants to get a different answer. She's she's. It's very stay very present with them when they do something like that. Because a lot of parents would say they're being manipulative. This is who they are. This is who they're going to become. They're just trying to figure out a new way to get what they want. Right. So if you can stay present with it and not decide that's, that is their personality type forever, you can nip that in the butt. You well, know? and what you didn't say was, you already asked your dad. You know, you didn't, you didn't come back at her with anger. You kind of laughed. Yeah. You said, hey, that's not how we do it. Right. You know, if your dad said this, I'm not. and that's another thing I'll say to parents is even if I hold, let's say that you absolutely wanted to watch Brady Bunch before letting them read, the, put your, from a parenting standpoint, we always, or 99.9% of the time, agree with each other, even when it comes to disciplining our kids, right. even when I don't agree with it. You know what I right. mean? In their in their presence. In their presence. We are on the same team. And then after the doors, after everybody goes to bed, then we'll have a discussion. Right. But I will not, um, if I know it, disagree with some, with a decision you've already made. And I think a lot of parents do, you know, they, the dad try to be, tries to be the nice guy. Right. Because he's the one, you know, maybe he's the, the one out working during the day and he doesn't want to be the disciplinarian and the mom is the one at home. That's not fair to the mom. Right. So we've talked about this. but And, and we pick fights over things that are inconsequential. I don't mean you and I. I mean uh, couples do. Right. Like, for example, I don't care if the girls watch a show and then go read mm-hmm. or read and then watch a show. It really doesn't make any difference to me. You right. like them to read before, which is great. That's mm-hmm. not good or bad or indifferent. It just is. So Cameron knows that. Right. So that's why she's coming to me because I usually say it's up to you guys and you kind of set more of a firmer tone so she's coming to me to get a different 
answer because she knows I don't care as much. But like I said, like you just said, I said to her, you know, you can't get a different answer from me. Like I was almost joking with her about, you know, that I'm not going to say anything different than your dad. And they know that. Mm -hmm. And so she, will she try again? Probably. Mm -hmm. And the other two will also, but it's just about being consistent. And then here's another piece in that moment, as you said, not shaming her for it. Mm -hmm. Shame, you know, shame doesn't do much except shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not really going to get a better outcome because of it. Humor can be used just as much and you can get the same outcome. Right. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I completely agree with that, you know, being on the same page. And also, but going back to what we were saying at the beginning right. is about you can listen to your child and still say no. I can still hear what Cameron's saying, look her in the eye, respect what she's saying, respect her as a person, and still say, honey, I heard everything you said, but I'm sorry, not this time. Or, you know, my daughter can come up to me, at the, you know, which happens quite a bit at a restaurant, and she'll say, I want a quarter because I want to go do, a, you know, I want to go get a gumball or I want to go get a squinky or something. And I can say, oh, I totally, I totally hear you. I understand, but not today. Right. Or, you know, we're not going to do this today, but when we get home, you can have a piece of gum. Like, there are ways that we can listen and honor them without, like, I want to say crapping all over them. Right. Like, you know, kids will ask questions and parents will be like, no, why would you ask me that? We jump down their backs about mm-hmm. things. And I mean, I think this this has become cliche, but listen to it in a different way. If you want to be respected, treat people with respect. So many parents say to me, my kids don't respect me. They talk back to me. I would have never done that to my mom, blah, 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 blah. If you talk to your children respectfully, majority of the time they will do the same for you. Or if they don't, they'll catch themselves quickly right. and and hear how something sounds coming out of their mouth and kind of, you know, pull it back or say sorry right away. Like if you create a relationship with each other that is respectful, not perfect, because sometimes we do jump down our kids' backs, right? right. You know, because we're in a bad mood or whatever. Not perfect, but the majority of the time you're going to find that they speak to you that way also. Right. And this sounds very simple, but it's true. Well, and I want to give uh, my response to what you just said. But first, okay. I want to talk about um, our new Mom's Summer Series idea that you have cooking. Summer Series. Mom's Summer Series. Yeah, I was going to say we need a theme song. Summer, summer Series. series. <laughs> so um, We need to work on that song. No, I mean, you know, you start low and you move up. Okay, good. Okay, so what is okay. this idea? So Summer Series, this is this is the idea. I mean, I'm very excited about this. So we got three months this summer, right? June, July, August. And I would like groups of moms or groups of moms and dads or groups of dads to get together and kind of make it like a book club, get five or more people. So the minimum is five. Piece of cake, you okay? can get five. Everybody's get got five. Five friends or, you know, you can get three couples or whatever. And get together and find a house that wants to host yeah. in June. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come out and talk about one of many topics, like suggestions, sexuality. We can talk about feelings. We can talk about differing parenting styles. We can talk about self-esteem for your child. We can talk about your self-care and finding your inner awareness and inner purpose. And then we'll have a discussion in June. And then someone else will be the person who hosts in July, and mm-hmm. I'll go to that person's house in July. And then in August, someone else will host, and I'll go there. And whoever hosts gets free books. Nice. So that's the that's that's a little kicker. If somebody wanted to do this, how would they reach out to you? If someone is interested in getting a group together and doing a parenting summer series, um, you can either contact me through the Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page. You can actually this. I don't like timeline. I got to be honest, but one of the only good things is that you can actually message. Um, 
pages now. Mm -hmm. So you can actually message us through Zen Parenting Radio um, Facebook page, and it just comes to us. You'll see what I mean when you go to the page. Or you can go to my website, kathycadams.com, Kathy with a C, cadams.com, and there's a contact page for me. Just do contact Kathy and then email me. But that's all you need to do is get your group together, and I will come to you. I will make it as easy as possible, and um, I can discuss more details. I'll put it up on the Facebook page. But you know, I wanted to get that out there because it's already April. That's so right. So we got to organize for June, July, and, and August. summer gets busy. So it's... it does, and that's why it's only once a month. It's mm-hmm. one night a month, but it kind of keeps you fresh because when the school year starts, you get overwhelmed, right? right? So summer is a good time to kind of integrate some of this information right. and have these discussions. So you are keeping yourself in that frame of mind. Um, You talked about the Kathy C. Adams page. And we now have our T-shirts available on that page also. There's um, um, a link on there that says store, and it has all our books. On my website. On your website. So it's kathycadams.com. So if you've seen the the pictures of our T-shirts on the page, uh, go ahead to the page and order them up. So So Todd's T-shirt, the adult T-shirts say, I listen on the front and zenparentingradio.com on the back. The kids' T-shirts say, my parents listen zenparentingradio.com on the back. They're really cute. And when did we come up with that idea? We were drinking alcohol and at Christmas time with my sister and Drew. And sometimes good ideas come Comet from bars. a little bit of booze. We were like, I listen. It's that's a play right. on words. That's so right. yeah, um, so that's where it came from. All right. Um, so here's my response to what you just said. As far as, you know, there are times when we do act out of frustration um, with our kids you know, if we can kind of keep under control, that's a good thing. But my only thing is when I do fly off the handle and it doesn't make any sense and I do something that I'm not proud of as far as how I discipline with my kids, um, a very important lesson for me and something I try to do over and over is apologize to them. Mm-hmm. I think we as parents, we it's like this this little battle of egos in our mind saying we can't apologize to our kids because we're the ones in charge Mm -hmm. and how powerful that is to teach our children that if you do say you're sorry hey you know what jc i'm so sorry i yelled at you because i was not having a good day Mm -hmm. and that's just a very important valuable thing that we as parents need to remind ourselves to continue to do because bottom line is we want to raise kids who had the same capability of apologizing when they screw up because that's kids screw up all the time and parents screw up all the time. So. And when you think about apologizing, really that's just taking responsibility for your own behavior. So right. if we want to teach our children to take responsibility for their behavior, we have to do the same. We have to show them what that looks like. And this goes back to what we were saying at the beginning about parents assuming that if you apologize, that somehow gives up control or that you're too vulnerable. Let me give you an example of where you can do this and it's you can kind of feel the difference here. I wrote a blog a while ago about how my daughter Cameron forgot her backpack one time. It was when we were living across town in our rental house. I drove her all the way to school. She had forgotten her backpack. She wouldn't get out of the car. We had to go back and get the backpack. I was so frustrated. And initially, my response was not very kind. It was a lot of blaming. I'd call it even shaming. Making them feel bad. Making her feel bad. I was like, you got to feel bad because of this and this and this. And then as I drove, the the blog article was about shaking it off and you know, kind of flapping like a duck and getting rid of the energy. As I drove, I realized what I had done, which is basically she did make a mistake. Mm. And she does need to take responsibility for this. But at the same time, my response to it was inappropriate. So when I came back to her, when, when I had calmed down and she got out of the car, I said to her, I am frustrated that you left your backpack and we have to work on you figuring out 
how, you know, remembering to get that out the door. We got to figure that out. But the way I talked to you wasn't appropriate. So I'm not going to backtrack and say, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And you're, I'm wrong and you're right. I'm not, I'm not letting go of the teaching I'm trying to give her. What I'm trying to do is backtrack on the emotion that I sprayed all over her, which wasn't necessary. You can, it happened and you know, I dealt with it, but I apologize for the way I responded to it, not for what I was trying to teach her. Can you feel the difference? I can. Um, and I'm trying to think of language that I use when I'm in that moment of frustration. I say things like, you know, better. Mm -hmm. I've said that before too. And really, if you think about it, Cameron didn't know better mm-hmm. that morning. so I'm That kinda, morning she didn't. She didn't. Right. So for me to say you know better, I mean, it's not it's not like that language is so powerful that it's going to hurt him for the rest of their lives. But, you know, those there are certain phrases that we as parents use, like you know, know better, why, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there is some, I don't know, if you do use phrases like that to instill... I don't know. Don't you feel like it's, again, I'm using this a lot, but it's a little like shaming. Yeah. Even though, like you said, it's not going to hurt them. It's saying you know better is not going to like cause them to you know, right. have low self-esteem. It's just about, this is what self-awareness is. This is what Todd and I talk about all the time on the show. It's not about then shaming yourself for saying these things. It's about when I say, when you say them, look at them. Mm-hmm. Is this really what I want to you know, say to my child? You know, We're so on autopilot all the time that we aren't even thinking about the comments we're making. And it's so important to sometimes, if we're going to say something and something comes out, to step back and go, wait a second, was mm-hmm. that really what I was trying to say? Did I communicate that in the best way? Because the way we communicate is going to, that's the outcomes we're going to receive. Right. If we're going to communicate through yelling, shaming, fear, then that is what our children will respond to us with because that's all they're going to know. Well, I think our best uh, test right now as far as our parenting styles is homework time. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because I can go into homework time with the best of intentions and the most amount of patience, and literally within like two minutes, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. how can you not know how to do this? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think that they use us as their crutch Mm -hmm. to figure it out. Yeah, they do. And now I'm coming up with an idea that we haven't actually resolved is maybe having them go up to their room and Mm -hmm. try to do their homework Mm -hmm. instead of being in the kitchen. Right. Because it's so much easier to ask us because we're right there. Well, and that's kind of what I realized last week was that they come home from school and I really want to be with them. Right. And so I kind of stand there at the counter and I kind of clean up and get them a snack. And then I become a huge crutch because they'll be like, mom, what's, what's eight times six? You know, they're just using me. What as about the of- astronaut? Dad, mom, how do you spell astronaut? And there was an article in front of her that said the astronaut. Right. So I, and if I am not there, then they She's will just do it. it and, but the problem is for me, and this is what I'm trying to figure out is when they get home, I want to be with them. Right. When they walk in the door, I don't want to be like, go up to your room right. because that is my issue. I'm like, I want to see you and talk to you. So you and I will figure that out. I think we'll, you know, kind of we, work through that. I think that. we need to shoo them away. <laughs> go up to your room. Don't go come your down room, until you're done. Or just skip the ones you don't know and then come down. Right. That is what I love is right. the idea. That's what I say to them. Girls, do all the work first, skip the ones you don't know, and then elicit my help when you've completed what you know right. instead of get me if every two seconds. If we are right there, they're going to keep I asking know. us. I know. I'm, I'm, I continue to uh, – this continues to be an issue. Um, one other thing. Um, I don't know how I came up with this, but you were talking about your workshop over the weekend, and there was one um, – 
bit of information that one of the people in your workshop got a lot out of actually from a previous one, which was the terminology, I'm so proud of you Mm -hmm. versus I am so happy for Mm -hmm. you. Can you talk about the difference between those two phrases? Well, um, one of the wonderful participants in the workshop was saying that one thing that she, I don't know if she'd read in our book or is when uh, you and I did a little workshop previously, but one of the things we talked to her about was that when your child comes home from something, if it be school or an event or a sporting event or something, when they tell you that they did a really, that they're excited about what they did or they did a good job, if our response is, I'm so proud of you, which again is a very heartfelt response, there's right. nothing negative in those words. But if our response is always, I'm so proud of you, then there gets to be that feeling of they are doing it to get that response from you, that they are doing it to serve you, right. that everything they are doing, that, that they, they come home and if you tell them it's good, then they feel good about it. Right. The, the difference, the slight difference, this is a small shift. If your child comes home and says, I got this on the test or this is what I did in my class or whatever, and you can say to them, I am so happy for you. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? Or what was that like? Or tell me more about it. You're giving it back to them. So instead of you owning it and saying, now because you did this task, I am proud of you. And then they keep searching for that validation from you. External validation. External validation. Instead, you get to be the soundboard Mm -hmm. where they come to you and you say, "I not only did I hear you, but I am so pleased for you. How does that feel for you? So that, that... begins to grow their more intrinsic motivation to do well because it causes them to feel good. It makes them happy and you see their happiness and you're reflecting it back. Mm -hmm. And it's a really small thing because I think people may, I I know sometimes they roll their eyes at me in a loving way when I focus on things like, they're like, okay, now I can't say I'm proud of my kid. Of course you can. Well, I've already decided that the headline for the show is going to be why you should never say you're proud of your kid. (laughs) Well, we actually did a show like that before, remember? I don't don't know. tell your kids that you're, it, it was similar, but it doesn't matter. That'll get attention. Good That's marketing. Right. Um, but it's not that saying you're proud is bad. It's again going to this self awareness piece and saying, what do I really want to communicate to my child? Do I want to communicate to my child that if they do something good, I will validate them, tell them it's good, then they'll feel good. So then the rest of their lives, they'll be looking to do things that make us feel good so they can feel good. Right. Or do they come to me? Share what they feel, and I can reflect back. I am so pleased for you. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Right, um, right, right. I want to... Um, <laughs> right, right, right. Right, 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 right. I want Let's to um, talk about our partners real quick. Okay. Um, Poofin.com. Um, we are um, uh, partners with them. They sell soft, plushy pillows with little charms. That yep. go in, and then Skylar had a birthday. This She did, and she gave... She chose. She. I said to her, do you want to go... Because it was this little boy in her class. I said, do you want to go get something different for Billy? And she said, no, I want to give him a poof. And she said, I want to give him a blue one. Mm-hmm. So it was really great. She loves her. So. And then Billy's mom or Yeah, something. Billy's mom stopped me at Bethel today and said that Billy really liked his poof. So it's just another great endorsement of a great gift. Poofin.com. Um, uh, Avid Company. I will talk about our partners at Avid. They do painting and remodeling all over the Chicagoland area. Give them a call. 630 1800 they're doing an april special yeah so call them about their april special call them about the april special because it's very very special it's so special i can't even tell you about it (laughs) literally literally and just tell them uh todd from zen parenting sent you and you'll probably get a good laugh that's right tree of life our last partner um our chiropractor dr kelly fantastic um it's a tree no it's chirotree.com and she's in elmhurst and she is the chiropractor for our whole family and we're so in deep gratitude to her because she keeps us healthy and at our in our best selves yeah and we're all 
doing pretty well right we now. We are. We are. Things are very aligned. She's keeping us straight. That's right. She's keeping our power cranked on. That's right. We always forget to say yeah, that. Yeah, she says that. That's her tagline. She cranks your power on. Um, so I want to talk about the Tournament of Bad in just a second. Um, but before that, you want to talk about Finding Stillness? No, not today. Oh, I, I had my notes, Finding Stillness. Well, that was something that you and I talked about, and I think we should talk about it later, but that just dives into a whole other topic. Oh. I really wanted to focus on the, which we kind of did, but I could talk about other scenarios, the idea of being able to be a good listener and a respectful parent while simultaneously um, being able to say no. Actually, interestingly enough, on... Um, the next time I'm on WGN is May 5th. You were just on WGN on Saturday. I was. I was on on Saturday talking about bullying, but I'm on again May 5th, and we are going to talk about just saying no because Bill Mahler and I, he's the host. We were discussing how a lot of times when I come on the show, I just talk about things like validation and you know recognizing your child and seeing your child. Lovey-dovey stuff. Lovey-dovey stuff, which I think is just normal and natural, right. but a lot of parents think it's too soft. Yeah. So... We're going to talk about that you can also say no simultaneous. Like I, that's you can be soft and say no. You can say you can be soft. You know what that's called is balancing your feminine and your masculine. Right. I mean, really, if you're to look at it, it's okay. You don't have to. You're, to be a good parent doesn't mean you're in control and you're you're causing fear. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of us were raised with. So a lot of people say things like, as I said before, I would never say that to my mom or dad. You know, I don't have as much control as my parents did. Well, they may have used things with you that maybe are not in the best interest of your child today. Mm-hmm. Not because your parents were wrong or bad, but that's that was then. Yeah. And we're evolving beyond that. You know, we used to use paddles in schools too, yeah. and there are some schools that still and do. And rulers. And rulers on fingers, and we don't do that anymore, and there's reason, you know. It's an evolution, baby. It's an evolution, and we're, we're seeing how these things can affect a child and, and their growth and their understanding of themselves, and let's give them the best, you know. I think that a main focus is to give our kids you can say no but say it's a positive no i mean that's a complete paradox or a heartfelt no yeah you can say no an authentic no right how's that that's pretty good because i like positive no but then people think that that means you have to be like no you know it kind of comes but an authentic no is i understand why you want to do that Mm -hmm. i hear that you want to go to that party Mm -hmm. but you're not old enough yet in our family you need to be nine like our girls always want to do sleepovers and even though we do that with family and Mm -hmm. really close friends i the girls don't do sleepovers yet and i understand why they want to go i hear that their other friends get to do it i am completely am empathizing with their experience, but it doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind about what our family has decided. Yeah, they've already set some foundation for saying, oh, well, they do, you know, Betty does this. Right, or, Betty. And, There's a lot of Bettys yeah. in school. <laughs> I think, and I don't know how I say this. I don't know how it comes out, but I'm basically, you know, it doesn't I, make I any can kind of care less what Betty's parents decide to do. Right. There's a lot of Bettys out there. There's some Bettys. Betty Davis. Yeah. Betty and Veronica. Yeah. These are all Betty White. Betty White. They're all like basically 90 years old, all these things. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah, it's a pretty outdated name. Betty. Um, but same at the same time, your point is well taken that, of course, your kids are going to come home and say... You know, so-and-so gets to do this. Why don't I? And you can say, I understand why that's difficult because your best friend gets to do that, but that doesn't change what we do. They still may stomp off. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. It's just because you're listening and validating doesn't mean they're going to go, oh, thanks, Mom, and give you a hug. But they'll stomp off, but at least you didn't get all riled up and contribute to that anger. That's theirs. Right. 
If you get all riled up, then you're both angry, and then you're both coming at each other. I'm bringing calm as much as I can. As you can. As I can. I mean, sometimes I don't. But is, it, is it bad that I stopped listening like two minutes ago because I'm excited to talk about my tournament? I can tell bad. when you stop listening because your eyes go kind of weird and you start saying things like, yeah, 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 and you your hands like, start right, to move around. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. right, Keep, right. And you look down as if you're waiting for me to stop. So the tournament of bad is something <laughs> as that... As you just did again. <laughs> tournament of bad is something that... Um, that Todd things, likes. Things that I find annoying. Okay. Which right. is always good for our positive show. And actually, this is more from you than me. Actually, Uh-oh. this is your tournament bad. Okay. Water floaties from kids. Oh. What's a water floaty? A water floaties when my children take my bottles of water or my cup of water and they put their floaties from their food that they're chewing back into my water and we actually have a rule in our family it's not really a rule but i don't let the girls drink out of my cup and they think it's hilarious Mm -hmm. because they think it's kind of childish of me Mm -hmm. but it's like a one thing it's probably the one thing that i'm very like if i've got a bottle of water it's mine right next (laughs) you're you're not listening to me i'm excited about my next one let's take a breath Next. Oh my gosh, that's the worst breath. Grandparents who use their cell phone with their speaker on all the time. Who does that, Todd? My dad. <laughs> and it's really annoying. Just put it up to your ear. And I know his ears aren't that good, but still, come on. He doesn't, it's just put your, take it off speaker. Do you know what, Todd? You do that sometimes and it drives me crazy because you'll do a work call on speaker. So I have to deal with the energy of that work call. I rarely ever do that. You don't do it anymore. But do you remember when I'd be like, take that off speaker because you'd be like doing a sales call. And I'm like, I don't want to be involved in this. Okay. Okay. Last but not least. You're not listening to me anymore. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Chaser. (laughs) There's a movie out there called, I don't know what it's called. I think he's Vampire Killer, isn't it? I don't know. But we saw the preview at the Hunger Games movie. Yeah. And it's like Abraham with these vampires, Abraham Lincoln with these vampires. I know. I kept thinking it was going to be an Abraham Lincoln. Historical. Historical. Because I heard that someone's doing that. And then all of a sudden it's called Abraham Lincoln Vampire something Yeah, he's like a vampire killer. What's the deal? It sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. Who greenlights that movie? Because there are movies that should be made. Made. An Abraham Lincoln vampire killer or chaser or whatever. Yeah, who, who does that? So, we're out of time. Oh, I, so I don't have... Can I end on a good? Sure. Um, I like the nice weather in Chicago. That's very general, but also good. Well, I like the breeze that went through my house this weekend. I'm breezy. I'm breezy. So, that's it. All so, right. See everybody. See you. Have a great week. Zen Parenting Radio. Bye-bye. <laughs>